Welcome to another episode of the Global's podcast series. Welcome to our series from our last event on the future of housing and living, third edition, where we talk about innovation in real estate, prop tech, co-working, and co-living. Let's listen to Elisa from Vivali talking about co-living. Enjoy. Hey guys. Um, so my name is Elisa. Uh, I look after a co-living and service apartment platform called Vivali. Um, we are pretty new. We've been around for about two years, uh, but our parent company is quite large. It's been around for 10 years and uh, manages over 65,000 departments across Europe. So we know the space pretty well. Um, and what we do is we manage um, 25 to 30 square meter studios, um, large buildings, so 100 units plus. And these buildings have a level of amenity and services and community within them. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But um, so Mario asked me to talk about some trends in co-living and things that I think are important as this very nascent market develops and finds its feet. So um, one of the things that I wanted to discuss is um, how, how we've gone about creating our product and I think what is really important, which is having a needs-based approach to things. And so um, if you take a little bit of a broader view and you look at the seismic shifts and attitude changes that have occurred, we see that mobility of humans short-term created the need for hotels. And today, we're seeing a mobility of humans mid to long term due to urbanization and millennial trends that are now causing a need for a new subsect of residential living. And that needs to be convenient, flexible, and have a level of community-led environment. And so um, that's how we see the sort of global, global trend. Um, so why is this happening? This shift is mostly led by the growth of millennials. Millennials are going to be a huge part of our global population in 2020. Um, they're going to be 27% of the global population, 2 billion, but they're also going to be 35% of our global workforce. And they are the ones that are creating these shifts. And We all know about millennials. We know the sort of attitudinal changes that they have. They're staying single longer. So two-thirds are single or living in an unmarried household right now up to the age of 31. Um, they value access over ownership. So rental products in the residential market are becoming more and more interesting. And they, they care about the values that companies have. Um, interestingly, 94% citing that they would like their skills to be used towards a global cause and more than half saying they would take a pay cut to work in a company that has the same values as they do. So overall for the millennial cohort, attitudinal shifts have informed the way that they are now um, seeing their uh, consumption of living environments. So Here, what we've shown is some components that are important to millennials and important to residential, 
And then that's resi over this. That's traditional residential where you get a white box and a three-bedroom apartment and you do what you like with it and you sign a five-year lease. And over here on this side is hotels. And you know, traditional hotels all the way to boutiques. So you're looking at Ace Hotel, Hoxton, all of, you know, whatever you guys like. And what you see here, so CL is sort of co-living. And you see how co-living is now moving actually much further away from residential in the traditional sense and moving way closer to hotels. And this is this idea of hotelification of residential that we're seeing a lot in the market right now. And, you know, flexibility, a lot of new build-to-rent products, including co-living, are now providing month-on-month -month contracts. No, you know, move in, move out as you like. Um, convenience, you know, there's a lot of services now uh, available from somebody coming to clean your house to dog sitting and babysitting and all kinds of things, especially in the build-to-rent markets that are more mature, uh, the states being one, uh, also in, the Lon in London now. And co-living is taking a um, huge insight into this uh, for millennials. So co-living as a, as a market and specifically Vivali as well, we provide a lot of services, cleaning, dog walking, laundry pickup, you know, all your apartments can fully furnished. All of those things matter to millennials because they want to be able to come in and, and go as they please. And they need all of that rather than having to set it up themselves. Design as well is hugely interesting. Um, so as convenience. So um, from the design perspective, millennials have now, you know, for the last five years, use Pinterest and Instagram and all of those things. And so their level of design expectation has massively changed in terms of what you were able to provide five years ago. Um, so all of our units are designed by an agency in New York. Um, we do a lot of work with uh, lots of local suppliers to create a design that's unique to the specific building, but is also globally revered. Vibrancy. So vibrancy is one that up to now hotels did a very, very good job of, especially in the boutique side. So um, you've got the Hoxton hotels, you've got Ace, you've got a lot of boutique ones all around the world. They make a really an concerned effort to build cafes, restaurants, bars, cool events happening. You know, Ace Hotel in Shoreditch is full of people of the neighborhood hanging out there and having a great time. And that's become more and more important now even in residential and community. So co-living has overtaken both hotels and residential and community. So traditional residential used to never do any sort of community building. Um, hotels, especially in the boutique side, started uh, creating a community around their building from the neighborhood. Um, but co-living is trying to do both. Co-living is trying to get you to know your neighbor but also connect with your wider community through a open ground floor, through events, through activations and things like that. So that's kind of how, how we see the market and that's a massive trend. But what this is doing is essentially starting to allow us to treat long-term living in a short-term way. And that becomes more and more dangerous as you move forward because you, you want to 
build something where people actually want to live long-term, be it two, maybe for them it's a month, but for some people it might be two years, five years. So we need to create an environment that is actually livable long-term and that actually answers some of the things that the previous speakers spoke about around, you know, housing crisis and like how do we deal with that? And so I really believe in that co-living could be an answer for urban environments in terms of the housing crisis, but we need to be really conscious around the type of environments we're creating. So I wanted to touch on some areas that haven't seen shifts and have stayed the same and so are incredibly important in um, co-living and residential real estate, but that we might not be paying enough attention to right now. So one of the things that, you know, we're building co-living, we're looking at flexibility and convenience and all these things, but we're also building a home for people. And I think that's really, really important. So what is home? By dictionary, it's a place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or a household. But I think what's more kind of deeper is that um, a lady from the Smithsonian talks about this, and I think it's really important, is that a home creates our internal world center. We measure how far things are, how long things take, how long how long an errand is from the center, which is our home. And if we're gonna take on the responsibility of building a new millennial product of living in urban environments that you know, should be long-term, then we need to think about how we create these environments as a home, not only as a transient place to be. So some of the ways that we create a real home and all of these I think are incredibly important and, you know, being innovators and, and, and new to the, to the uh, residential sector as a, as a new brand, we always think about, you know, how can we enable these with technology? How can, be, how can we be smarter than everyone else about how to do these things? But in the end, these are things that we as children got from our home, that we expect from our home, and that as builders of those environments that are hopefully the future of urban living, um, we need to think that as well. And so what is stability? Stability is the strength to stand or endure. So it's permanent. And to facilitate stability by giving tenants the confidence they need that we're going to be there forever, that we're not going anywhere, that we're, you know, building these buildings for the next 50 years, I think is really important. And from a contract and brand perspective, we need to make sure that they know that they can stay there for five years if they want to, um, or a month if they want to. And there's, there's been a lot of conversation from the council standpoints that we deal with a lot um, around the idea that co-living buildings are transient. You know, people come and go and they're gone. But we really don't believe that. We believe that Co-living should be permanent. There should be a level of stability about it. Um, the next is integrity. So I touched on this before. Millennials find it really important that there's, a, there's values involved and how do you integrate those values within your actual company. And so for us at Vivali, uh, we think about integrity of design. We think about wellness and innovation. And 
In terms of integrity of design, what we um, work a lot on is creating a design that is still really beautiful on its own, but that people can bring all of their own things and do all of their own you know, art and things like that. But that also you have all of your must-haves within your studio. So our studios are 30 square meters, and you have your kitchen in there, your bathroom, your living space, and your sleeping space. But then all of your nice-to-haves, like gyms, lounges, workspaces, rooftop, rooftop um, gardens are all shared um, between the 100 units or 200 units within the building. Um, then the next, I think, is trust. Um, something that we've often lost between our landlords. Um, not often do you uh, call your landlord trustworthy. Um, well, we really want to change that. Um, and, and we really want to do that through tech. So we want to have a really, really robust tech platform that allows us the channels and the transparency you need as a landlord with your tenant that they can... You know, complain to us and tell us about their issues and we can be just as transparent with them around you know, how we're fixing them and, and where we're at with it. Um, but also, you know, trust is about people knowing each other within the building too. And so um, for us, you know, a tech platform can also be a way for people to connect and, and, and collaborate and, and self-organize in the building too. So you have trust between tenants as well, um, which I think is really important. Um, and the last but not least is familiarity. So familiarity, I think, is really important because, you know, your home should feel like home. And so we really focus on finding ways to incorporate personalization within units so everybody can pick things or bring their own furniture and all of those things. But also it's about the culture of the building. So all of our um, staff in the building, you know, are trained to, to get to know the tenants, to know their name, to say hi to them when they come in and know them by name and what they like, um, which is also really, really important. The next couple of slides, I can tell you a little bit deeply, more deeply about Vivali. <laughs> um, but I think just to sum up those few kind of trend slides, for us, I think it's important that whilst we are, you know, in the co-living market and there's many of us trying to solve this millennial problem, um, whilst we're solving that problem and, and pushing this real estate market more and more towards this transient hotel offer, that we remember that we're still building homes and, and we're very, very conscious about how we do that and that we actually are hitting all of the things that people need beyond the cleaner and beyond the nice rooftop uh, and we're actually really considered about what we do but yeah so this is the valley <laughs> um, uh, we're you know a co-living um, company we we focus on you know, um, building urban environments that are interesting we're design-led then I wanted to show you a little bit about our designs <laughs> um, so this is how we see it um, as I mentioned earlier, it's all about having a really beautiful, considered design, but one that allows you to still add your own piece of the puzzle to it when you feel like it. So this is some of our, our um, clusters. Sorry, these are from uh, a project that we're working on. So uh, these are interior designer 
put together. So I thought I might use them because I was really excited about getting them. <laughs> um, so th this, um, this specific one here is a project that we're working on um, in Dublin. And this particular building will have our you know, 30 square meter studios, but we will also have some three, four bedroom apartments. So th these are some of the designs for the apartments. And these are some of the designs for the public spaces. Um, so we, we really, um, as you can see here, we really focus on a mature living environment. We don't believe that co-living is just for sort of kids under 25. Um, we actually want to build something that, you know, I myself want to live in and, and hopefully you guys do. <laughs> um, so we really take inspiration from very mature environments. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, Thanks so much, Elisa. Vibali. Um, I'll, I'll just kick off the first question. Is uh, As we saw already, you're coming from very established well, uh, companies, and now you're coming with innovative solutions for the demand of the markets. So maybe you can share how was the process from you guys to come up with these new ideas on how you're collaborating with innovative, for example, startups to come together. No, um, how, did we, how did we come up with these ideas? I think we did a lot of research. Vivali, um, you know, we started looking at um, this market in 2016 um, and spent the first year purely looking at the market, talking to people, did a 3,000-person um, research project. We worked with architects. We worked with interior designers. Um, kind of really, really first trying to understand what people are after and, and what are the pain points and trying to solve for those. So it was very much trying to find the pain points, um, but it was mostly research and talking to people and reading um, more than anything. And the second part is uh, the, how you partner with innovative. You say you're building a robust platform. Are you doing yourself or you partnering with potential other... So, so two part. Um, every... Uh, project we have, one of our kind of uh, things that we focus on is being local. So we will find the best flower shop in the, um, uh, in the neighborhood, we'll find the coolest laundry guy and we'll, you know, we'll find cool young startups, entrepreneurs that are doing cool things and we'll collaborate with them to provide more services for our tenants. Uh, for the tech platform, we're building it ourselves, um, but we will obviously collaborate with various uh, partners and, and freelancers to, to make that happen. Uh, thanks so much. I'll run another round of applause. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Globals podcast series. Music and production by Dirk Jacobs and 52 Degree North Studio.